Okay, so listen, y'all. I am going through a divorce, or about to go through a divorce, I should say. And this shit is going to be ugly. But the things that have led up to this divorce is is the shit that matters. And I do cuss a lot, just to let y'all know. Like, I've been with my husband almost five years. The first two years were absolutely fucking amazing. I met him like a year and a half before we actually got together. I was working. I was working and then he had come into my job and kept coming into my job. He had started coming into my job and like, I'm a person that I don't like to be hit on. Like, don't come at me with any cheesy pickup lines or, oh, I lost my number. Can I have yours? Like, that shit is so stupid and played out. And I hate that. And he knew that. So it was like he was just coming in and talking to me like a real person, which is what I want. You know, that's that's who I am. Like, just talk to me. I'm just a normal person. Like, I got a brain. You know, just have a regular conversation with me. And that's what he was doing. However, I was engaged to somebody else at the time. (laughs) Real be real, that person was currently incarcerated and had been for a while. It was going to be for a while going forward. So I didn't give him my number. I didn't ask him, you know, for his, nothing like that. We just talked when he came into my job. Well, then one day I smoked weed, just so y'all know. One day he came in and he started talking about smoking, asked me if I smoked. Yes, I smoked. And I didn't have any at the time, so I asked him for a little bit, and I guess things just started from there. You know, he finally asked me for my number. I gave it to him. You know, outside of him coming into the job, he was texting me, you know, just little things. Hi, good morning. You know, have a good day. All that cupcake stuff in the beginning of relationships. Yeah, that's what it was. But anyway, we were just texting. And then one night he asked after work if I wanted to hang out. I hesitated and hesitated and hesitated because I'm not one to cheat on anybody. I don't want that done to me, so I'm not going to do it to anybody else. So I hesitated and hesitated. And I'm like, you know what? At the time, I I had my own house, but I had my two daughters living there. My mom, who can't live alone, and then my cousin, who got kicked out of his house, you know, I had to get let him get a place to stay. So I had all these people in my house, plus all their freaking dogs. And they're chihuahuas, so they're yippity-yappity-ass, annoying little overgrown rats. But anyway, I was like, you know what, okay, I'm going to let them come to my house, and we can just smoke. Well, I had my cousin come and sit in the garage with us, like, the first probably six seven times he came over but we sat there and we talked for hours and hours and hours about just everything and anything and it was like I couldn't believe how smart he was like I literally at that moment didn't think that I deserved him because he was so intelligent and he knew so many things about everything you know basically and I I am not book smart like that and uh you know he he came from a decent family and like he had a life growing up that he I didn't and he know knew nothing about the way I was raised or where I was from and it was vice versa you know I didn't have that family love that he had you know where aunts and uncles and cousins just drop by to say hi you know or they had regular get-togethers I mean don't get me wrong 
my mom's side of the family, like they had get togethers every once in a while, you know, me growing up, holidays and like, you know, birthdays and stuff like that. But we'll get into my mom's side of the family. Anyway, we grew up in two very different ways. You know, I was, I grew up in, and this is no offense to anybody. I'm not trying to be racist, none of that stuff, political bullshit. I'm just saying what it is. I was the only white girl, basically, in an all-black urban community. You know, I mean, it was black, Mexican, Asians, but there was very few white people. And it was like, to grow up, in, in that environment, you had to act a certain way. You had to be a certain way. You had to talk a certain way. You had to dress a certain way. You know, it just, it was different. You know, I mean, especially being, <laughs> being basically the only white girl in a whole group of black people. It was like, no matter even if I grew up with them or not, I still had boundaries. I still had lines not to cross just because of who I was. And, and you can't, where I grew up, you can't just move there. Like, you have to know how to live there. What you can say, what you can't say, where you can go, where you can't go. You know, I mean, he didn't grow up like that. So he's book smart, and I'm street smart, I guess. And uh, But anyway, he was coming over and coming over and coming over, and then eventually I let him into the house, and we started watching movies and stuff, and there wasn't nothing... Like, we didn't hug, we didn't kiss, we didn't touch, we weren't feeling on each other, like, none of that stuff. We were literally just sitting there watching a movie. He would give me a hug and go home, and that was it. And then after, like, a whole bunch of nights of that, he asked me when he was leaving, can I kiss you? <sighs> and I wanted it so bad because he made me feel so good. Like, when I sat next to him, it was like freaking electricity. It was crazy. And I didn't know what to do because, like I said, I, I never wanted I never want to be the one to cheat on anybody. But it was like my heart just took over, and I did. I kissed him. And the very next day, I wrote my fiance a letter who was incarcerated, and I told him the truth about the situation from beginning to end, to to the point of that letter. And I told him, you know we were done and I broke up with him before I got any kind of serious you know with with my current husband so in my head I did the right thing because the one that was incarcerated I mean he was a bad alcoholic like we just went through shit now that'll be later on but I I in my heart I didn't think we he was going to be the one that I was going to spend the rest of my life with this one this one was different. Like, he was 6'4", about 220, had that older look to him, the grayish white beard, you know, I mean, he just, mm, I loved the way he looked. So it was like handsome and a brain, and he acted like he accepted me and, and everything about me and who I came from, you know, like, the first two years were real good. And then uh, we were driving one night, we were talking about my addiction because y'all look <laughs> in my past I was bad like I was fucked up on a lot of things at the same time but we'll get into that we were talking about my addiction and I just happened to ask him you know have you ever had an addiction 
and he looked at me and it was like he was trying to decide if he wanted to tell me or not and I said okay you you don't even have like you need to tell me because I know you, you have just by the way you hesitated and the way you looked at me I know you have what was your addiction and he finally admitted that he had previously before oh yeah oh fuck okay we'll get to that um, he had said previously in his life he had had a very bad opiate addiction. And I mean to the point where he was taking any kind of opiates and a whole shitload at the same time every day. You know, he was at a job that he was making really good money at. You know, he's a licensed plumber. And uh, so he was making really, really good money. He wasn't seeing his kids. You know, he didn't have no bills. He was staying with his parents. Like, so all... No. So all that money was going towards that, basically. That and lottery tickets. And, of course, you know, gas and cigarettes or whatever. But (laughs) he had had a bad opiate addiction. And me, I'm like, okay, now that I know that, I need to know what you're like. I want to know how you're like when you relapse. Because if I'm going to be in your life, I want to know what I'm looking for, just in case. Because I was sober. And nobody was going to take my sobriety away from me. I didn't care who it was. I have come so far in my life that there is no way that I'm going to let anybody take it back away from me and go back to where I was from. So he told me, you know, what what his signs was. He gets irritated and mooey and, and, uh, you know, starts getting angry and, and fully energized. Just boom, boom, boom. Go, 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 go. And he said, if... I take too much, then I'm totally out of it. I'm totally fucked up. I'm swaying and, you know, whatever else. So I'm like, okay, cool. Duly noted, putting the file in the brain. We went on. You know, like I said, he was was a licensed plumber, and I was working at an oil and gas company, and I had to go to work one day, and he had a big job, and he needed help with it, you know, and he couldn't get anybody to help him. So he didn't want me to go back to work. He just wanted me to uh, help him, you know, going forward with the job, schedule his jobs and get him jobs and da-da-da-da. So I'm like, okay, cool, because at this point, your money's my money. So I did. I quit my job, and y'all listen. (laughs) I made that man so much money, so, so, so much money in about two years. Now, keep in mind, these jobs are typically cash paid. So I'm just going to let that be right there. But I made him, made us so much money in those first two years. And then one night I was at home and he came in. And keep in mind, he talks a lot. Like there's literally points where I have to tell him, stop, be quiet, just calm down, dude. And it's just natural for him. You know, especially when he's sober. Because his brain is going a million million miles a minute. He don't have no pills in it. So he just talks and talk, 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 talk. Well, one night he came home. And he sat on the bed. And y'all, he's got bright green eyes. And like, his eyes were faded. And he just sat in the bed. And his mouth was kind of hung over. hung. I mean, you know, hung up or whatever. Open. Hanging open. (sighs) His mouth was just kind of hanging open, and he was just sitting there. And he wasn't swaying enough for anybody to notice who wasn't paying attention. 
but because I put those, you know, those, those, um, things, symptoms or signs in the back of my brain, I was looking at it and I'm like, mm, check, 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 check. So I asked him, I said, what's wrong with you? And I have pictures and videos and everything. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, nothing. I'm tired. I said, you didn't work today. You just went to your parents. And he just so, and he went into the bathroom, took a shower, came back, laid on the bed, went to bed. Like, okay. So I let it go. The next night, we both go to sleep, and all of a sudden, I wake up at like 2, 2.30 in the morning. This fool is going mad fucking nuts cleaning the bedroom. I mean, I'm t- I had a bathroom. I had a master suite with a, I had a master bedroom with an ensuite. He is cleaning the bathroom, the shower, the toilet. Like, he's rearranging stuff in the bedroom. And I literally asked him, it's 2.30 in the morning, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, man, I just can't sleep. I said, I bet you can't. And that was like the first time. And it happened a couple times more after that. And (laughs) y'all, let me tell you, I did not know. I was not prepared. I was not ready. I did not see it coming of how bad this relapse was going to be. And I'm, we're five years in now. And I, right now, I'm at the point in my life where I'm not even safe. I got people threatening me, people coming to my mama's house that are looking for him. Like, I'm about to get evicted because he done took everything from me, fucked up my car, like my car's dead. Like, y'all, it's crazy. But unfortunately, I have to admit that It's partially my fault because this is like the third time he's done this to me. And uh, this time, though, he was gone for like three months. I kicked him out, told me he had to leave. He's been gone for like three months and everybody was telling me, oh, he's sober. He's clean. It's all good. Oh, I miss you. I love you. I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. Da, 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 fucking da. (sighs) My ass, who loves him so much was like okay you know and I went and picked him up and the way he left was a lie like he told me he didn't owe anybody any money he told me that the guy who owns the company who was a whole another story that he worked for he told him he was leaving well in all actuality he didn't tell a fucking person not even his parents so I'm like why not Do you not want them to know that you're back with me? Or do you really owe these people money? And of course it was the latter, but he didn't want me to know. The first two weeks that he was back, it was all good. He wasn't taking no pills. He wasn't doing nothing wrong. He was cleaning the house while I was working. You know, everything was cool. He was, I knew he was going through withdrawals though. And he was trying so hard not to, to, freak out and get angry and stuff because he was listening to music and that's like his therapy so he was just putting headphones in and listening to music and and he he was trying I give him credit he was really trying but unfortunately his addiction is greater than him right now and in his head he has got himself convinced which is the bipolar that he can do this on his own. He can quit, but he can't because he's still doing it today. Um, Yeah, I don't know. 
I mean, if y'all ready for this, because like I put in my trigger warning, my life ain't been great. There has been everything bad. Like, I ain't had that rich person life. I've had all the bad versions of the life, the struggles, the homelessness, the addictions, the rape, the domestic violence, sexual abuse. Like, y'all, everything has been in my life. So, if you want to hear it all, then keep listening, please. Because up to this point, I've been told to keep my mouth shut. Oh, don't tell the truth. You're going to make people look bad or you're going to embarrass people. But you know what? Why should I do that? Like, why should I not tell the truth and have to hold my tongue about stuff that has happened in my life? This happened to me or I made these choices or this person did this to me or this person allowed this to happen. Like... This is my life, and this is the life that I have to answer to at the end of the day, just mine. So that means every decision and every choice that I make affects those consequences at the end of this. And I shouldn't have to hold my tongue just to save somebody else's feelings. Like, that's not fair to me. So again, if you're ready to listen and you think you can handle all this, I would love for you to continue because this is going to be one hell of a podcast.